Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. Good morning, Fellowship Church. Are you glad to be here this morning? You know, all morning I, I was anticipating a service. You know, when you're going through something and you're just going through it and you're going through it and you don't see the end, how many of you know all you need to do is lift your hands and praise God? And in the middle of that praise, God's going to come through that circumstance and give you what you need. Amen? So when we sing this song, I want you to lift your voice and sing a hallelujah because he's right there waiting for your praise. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Give him praise.
trust that he will rescue me. And I want to remind you that if you go through scripture and all the promises that he left for us, has he ever broken a promise?
may have just felt all week we've been in that darkness and yet we still say his name some of us may feel like we're on a mountaintop and we want to declare his name there too and his name is worth declaring wherever you are so if you're in the if you're in the the darkest night if you're in the fight of your life if you're in a place of joy and a place of rest and happiness wherever you are within that spectrum let's declare the name of Jesus together Come on. Jesus. 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 Let your name echo through the night in our lives. Let your name echo through the joy and the pain. God, who you are, what you've done, how you've you've fought for us, you've shown us your love, your mercy, and your grace. Though we don't deserve it, we are grateful, God. And we praise your name through the, the pain. We praise your name through any shame in our lives. And I just pray right now, God, that there's there's anybody that's experiencing any demonic attack or attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, that is gone right now. That whether we're listening at home or here in this worship center, I pray that your name soak every part of us from past trauma to recent heartache to the joys in your love, God. We lift your name up. You are worth, you are worth it all. Jesus, we love you in your heavenly name, amen. Come on, give another shout of praise to God. He's so good.
open. Well, for those of you that are here in our worship center, say hi to somebody, go ahead and find your seats. For those of you joining us online, thank you so much for tuning in with us. We are really excited to see Fellowship Church go beyond just these walls and out into seems like more of the state, more of the country, and even more of the world. So if you are at home right now, um, whether you're at home or maybe you're on vacation or whatever it is, let us know where you're tuning in from. We'd love to be able to see that. It's really cool to engage with you guys online as well. So through the service, put some uh, fire emojis or praise hands, whatever you feel like the Lord is doing uh, in your life and in your heart, it matters. And so it's really awesome. Now, whether you're first time here in person, or if you're joining us online for the first time, we love to just welcome you. And if you want to text the word fellowship to 94,000, whether you're at home or here in person, what that'll do is it'll get you in contact with some of our staff and volunteers here that want to just answer any questions you have. We also want to show and share all the different ministries and things that are going on here at Fellowship Church. We have a variety of online resources, as well as obviously a whole lot in person that we're excited to share during these times right now. Uh, We're going to continue our worship of God and declaring his name through every aspect of our lives, and that includes our finances as well. There's a lot of different ways to give whether you're dropping um, your offering in the boxes here uh, in person or you wanna give online through church center or text to give, or you wanna drop by this week and uh, say hi to us and give us your offering. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to give. When I was thinking about uh, offering recently and um, thinking about how God has moved in my wife and I's finances, it's really interesting to see if you've been giving for um, whether it's a short period of time or a long period of time, I feel like the enemy tries to kind of get into your finances in any way he can. And one of those ways is for me, at least, it kind of just became another bill to pay. It's just like, all right, I got to pay Excel. I got to pay God, you know, and I just kind of write him up there. God can't be limited to just, you know, a creditor or something like that. And so I remember this one time I was kind of praying through that of like, God, I want this to mean more and, and, and praying, oh, should I give more? What should I do? And we were in a really tight time financially at, at the time. And this was a few years ago. And I remember just going, God, this is just writing the, the, the normal amount that we always did, the 10%. It's like, God, this isn't a bill anymore. Like, this is a way that I want to love you back. And I feel like that's one of the things that giving of our time, our resources, our energy, and our money, like, is a way to to love him back. And so as I did that, I was like, Lord, I just give it up to you. And just with that little heart change, it was really cool because we had, and I can't remember if it was that morning that I prayed this prayer or if it was like the next morning, but uh, we had a friend show up at our front door, like unannounced at like 7.30 in the morning and just gave me a money gift. And it was like, okay, God, I get it. I get it. He, he, he just moves things around and he, he makes it a way to where um, he wants to bless us. This is an area in our life that he says, test me in it, bring it on, come on, you know? And whenever God says, bring it on, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm game. So uh, if you need a financial blessing in your life at all, or if you know somebody that needs a financial blessing, I'd love to be able to pray for you uh, and pray for them today and, and honestly just bless everybody's giving um, right now. So if you guys would pray for me or pray, pray with me, Jesus, we love you. God, we know that you, um, that you love us. Jesus, we know that, that you want to, to bless your kids. God, you want to bless your kids. And Father, I pray that, um, that you can bless every single gift that's coming in today. And Lord, if there's anybody that needs a financial breakthrough of any kind, Father, I pray you just lay your hand of blessing on them. Whether you're uh, putting extra in their check or you're making a vehicle last longer or you're 
moving through someone to give them a gift. God, I just thank you for that in advance of that blessing, knowing Jesus that you're good, knowing God that you are good. We are so grateful for everything that you're doing in our lives. And I pray the absolute best over our entire church family, anybody watching at home. God, we love you and we thank you in your heavenly name. Amen. Again, thank you so much for choosing to spend your Sunday morning with us. Here's a few other things that are going on here at Fellowship Church. Good morning, church family. I want to bring you up to speed on what's happening in 4640. Just this last week, we reopened our student center for all of the kids within our church family. We're trying to build them up in their faith and give them opportunity to connect with God in a real and powerful way. In just a few short weeks, we're going to do a grand reopening. That's going to be October 27th and 28th. And the goal with that week is that's the time to have all the students bring your friends. The whole idea for you as parents is if you could help arrange carpools. If your student has a teammate or a classmate that doesn't normally go to church, bring them on that night and they'll have an opportunity to win some prizes, but also hear the gospel and connect with Christ. Pastor Will has been teaching a class on the Holy Spirit, and that class began just this last week, but it's not too late to jump in. The idea behind this class is we're exploring who is the Holy Spirit and how can we connect with Him on a daily basis. There's going to be an awesome time of teaching and an incredible time of application where you're going to get to connect the teaching to your regular life with prayer and worship and experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's a life-changing course. It's not too late to join us, so step into that class this Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Sign up on the Church Center app so we know that you're coming, but we can't wait to have you join our Holy Spirit class. We've started an amazing new ministry called Keepers of the House. The vision behind this is that we're looking for a group of people that will come together and help take care of our buildings and classroom spaces. You would not believe how many times throughout the week we've got a ladies group or a men's class or just different things happening in all different classrooms all around our property. And we would like to keep those rooms ready to go for the next group coming in. So Keepers of the House is going to gather in the mornings during the work week and have coffee together, pray for each other and build some community and then jump into freshening up, cleaning and sprucing up these various areas so they're all ready to go when the next group comes in. If this is something that kind of tugs on your heartstrings, we would love to have you join this new ministry. Stop by the information counter and let us know and we'll get you all signed up, connected and ready to go. We're finally able to do a guest reception. So if you consider yourself new to Fellowship Church and haven't had the opportunity to connect with some of our staff and pastors or take a tour of our facilities, November 1st is the guest reception for you. Simply jump on your Church Center app and sign up under events and let us know that you'd like to come to that guest reception. If you do that, we're gonna have a small continental breakfast as well as a guest reception worker ready and waiting for you to give you that tour and answer any questions you might have about the church. But we're just thrilled to have you. Welcome to the Fellowship family and please join us on November 1st. We are looking for parents willing to volunteer in our elementary age church for second through fifth grade. We have so much fun in there and we need some more help from moms and dads. We're looking for dads that might be interested in playing dodgeball with kids, creating some capture the flag type games in our foam pit, or spotting kids on our Ninja Warrior course. We're also looking for moms that might wanna jump into that kind of fun or our craft room. 
Tons of kids come every week and they just want to talk to someone while they're doing their crafts. If any of these type activities interest you as a parent and you're willing to volunteer or serve, stop by the information counter and sign up to serve in Kids Church. We could sure use your help. Well, church family, I hope that you enjoy the rest of this morning's service. Well, good morning, church family. I hope that you are excited and ready. If you want to hear a word from God, somebody say, hey. hey. Guys, I'm excited about this because I believe God's been speaking into my heart as something that can be an encouragement that has, it's been an encouragement for me right now, and I believe it can be an encouragement for you as well. So I want to welcome everyone who's joining us online. Thank you so much for watching with us. It's our prayer that God speaks to you right now in this time. See, I want to take a look at an Old Testament story. Uh, It's found in the book of Joshua chapter 6. And in this story, what we see is that God has given his people something. He's giving them land. But right now in the story, it was theirs, but they weren't living there yet. And our lives can be like that. You know, our, our lives can be Uh, in a way where God has promised you something, he's given you something, but you don't yet possess it. And I know that for every one of us, we felt that way before. We're like, like I I should, like, if, if I'm really truly believing what God says in his word, like certain areas of my life should look a little bit different, right? And see, we get this because scripture tells us, Ephesians 1, 3, it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Man, that scripture said he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So that means if it's, if it's working in Christ, then it should be working in my life. So the peace of God should be working in my life. The strength of God should be working in my life. The joy of the Lord, it's supposed to be working in my life. But don't you know that just because God promised it to you doesn't mean that you necessarily possess it yet? See, what it takes is it takes perseverance. And I'm here to talk to you today because I want to speak to someone who you know in your heart that there's some area of your life that you feel like you're either ready to quit or you already have quit. You're right on the verge of giving up. So uh, I want to speak to you today an encouragement today that, that God would give you perseverance and that as we get into his word, he would touch us and change us. So I want you to turn to your neighbor and give them the title of my message right now. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, never give up. That was really pitiful. So this time I want you to tell them as though they are, actually have ears and are listening. Say, never give up. That was good, because you knew I wasn't going to give up on that. (laughs) In Joshua chapter 6, we see here that God's people are about to go in and possess a promise of God, that that the land that has been promised to, uh, to Joshua, the land that has been promised to the Israelites, the land that has been promised to generations before, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it was theirs, they, it belonged to them in the promise of God, but they had not yet gone in 
to receive it and take possession of it yet. And that's where I wanna pick up here, Joshua 6, verse one. It says, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry the trumpets of, ram, uh, uh, of ram's horns in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, he says, so then on the, on the seventh day, and that'll come up later, we'll march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And when you hear the sound of a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. So on the seventh day, we're supposed to give a loud shout. Somebody shout. Yeah. Woo! But don't shout yet. It's not the seventh day. So then it says the walls of the city then will collapse and the army will go up everyone straight in. So he's saying you're finally going to get what I've promised you. You're finally going to get what I promised to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob that you, you, you've come out of slavery. You're, you're coming out of the wilderness. You're going to possess a land of your own. This has been promised to you for generations. You're going to be the ones that possess it. You're going to be the ones to receive it. But first, you've got to march for six days. You've got to go on a walk first. Like, it's, you're, you're almost there, right? But, but not quite yet. You're, you're, you're right on the edge of it, but there's still a little bit more that I'm gonna do in you. You're right on the edge of it, but there's still a little bit more that I wanna take you through. So he said, first, you're gonna go on a journey, a walk of six days. And in this passage, I wanna give you three reasons that people give up before they take possession of the promises of God. Now, I know in this passage there are many different reasons that we can find why people give up, but I wanna highlight three today because I believe it can be an encouragement to each and every one of us so that we never give up. So I'm gonna encourage you as I, as I say these things, write them down if you're taking notes, if you're online with us, type them into the chat, and even while you're doing that, if you, you feel like God's tugging at your heart and you're agreeing with it, you could even say something like, amen, you could shout, so you could be taking notes and shouting at the same time. Somebody say multitask. We are a multitasking church. We are gonna love our God and learn at the same time and he will speak into us three reasons that people give up before they receive the promise. Number one, the first reason why people give up is our perspective gets blocked. Our perspective gets blocked. Isn't that true that your perspective can get blocked? I don't know how many of you grew up in church as a little kid or you went to vacation Bible school or camp or something like that, right? Okay, there's some of you. Do you remember that there's actually a song about Joshua fighting the battle of Jericho? Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Anyone remember that? Some of you are looking at me like, this guy has lost his slipping mind. <laughs> Like, no, I've been in church a long time, and some of you, you remember that song. You're, you remember that as kids, we, we sang that song because we were learning about it. I remember seeing pictures of Jericho and the flannel graph, and like, and, and like after they, the army marched around, the little flannel graph, it would, it would like fall in, and, and it's like, woo, the battle was won. And I think that if Joshua were to hear that song, it would tick him off. I think he'd be like, are you kidding me? 
with your hand motions and the, yeah, Joshua fought the battle and the walls came tumbling down. I think it'd make him mad because, no, he would say, like, you, that is way too simplistic. You are taking a process that was extremely difficult and extremely discouraging and extremely hard to persevere through, and you're putting it into a couple little words like, the, whoa, hold on a second. It is not as easy as you think because when they went in to fight the first battle of the promised land, it was the city of Jericho. And don't you know that sometimes the very first battle can be the hardest? That just getting started can be the hardest part? That if you can just drive yourself to the gym, you can actually make it through the workout? You know, it's harder sometimes to lace up your shoes than it is to, to actually go out on the run. It's like getting started can be the hardest part. It's like getting started here, but it's not just getting started. Remember, Joshua has been wandering in the wilderness for over 40 years. Joshua had seen the promised land. He had gone in as a spy. He saw the fact that, that there is this land that God has for me and I could possess it. I could have this good thing. I could have this great marriage. I could have joy and I could have peace. I could, I could have happiness and fulfillment. I, he's, he's saying, I, I, there's these things that are available to me and I want them. And, and, and he's been marching for 45 years and he had to wait for 45 years to even get an opportunity to try to possess this promise of God. Sing your little song, but it was a lot harder than you're making it sound. Because what you and I have the tendency to do is we tend to look at other people's successes and we just imagine that it was easy for them. And for some of you in here that have reached some success in your life, you've wondered why you have haters. And you have haters because people look at you and they don't see the battle that you went through and they don't see how difficult it was and they think that you just, it was handed to you. But they didn't see the late nights that you were up studying all night long and they didn't see the times that you were working two and three jobs just to make ends meet. They didn't see how difficult it was. And we can tr truly simplify things when we, when, we, when we just make it easy like, oh, this was not a difficult battle. That God just, God just gave it to him. Yeah, he just gave it to him, but... But Joshua went through a process that was hard. And I think for each and every one of us, we're, we've either gone through a process, we're going to go through a process, or you are currently right now in the middle of a process that is hard. And one of the reasons why people quit is our, our perspective gets blocked. And see, a little history lesson about Jericho, something you should know is real simple, is that Jericho was a very small city. The historians believe that you could march around Jericho in about an hour. So it wasn't the size of Jericho that, that made the battle of Jericho so difficult. It was the height of the walls. Because the walls were so high that they couldn't see in. They, they didn't even know what they were fighting for. They didn't even know what they were going to encounter. They didn't even know what was ahead of them. So their perspective was blocked because there were walls that were so high they couldn't see in. And some of the stuff that intimidates you is not bigger than you. It, it is that your perspective gets blocked by how high the walls are. That's why you are so wise to be in church right now. 
That's why you are so wise to take time on a Sunday morning to come together with other believers because when we come together and encourage one another and sing worship songs together and praise our God together, what happens is God lifts us up so our perspective changes and we can start seeing over the very things that we've been looking at all week long thinking, oh my gosh, that is an impossible problem. And man, yes, amen. It is, this is better than preaching than, than you're speaking back to because I'm telling you, sometimes we are going through life every, every day of our life where we're just looking at walls, looking at problems, looking at difficulties, looking at fights, looking at teenagers. Hello. Like, <laughs> just, just looking at difficulty. And we need to come together. And we need to encourage one another. We need to worship our God together because when he lifts us up and it shows us a different perspective, we then all of a sudden, now, now I'm looking and I'm seeing from a different perspective, from God's perspective, that the very thing that's been intimidating me all along is, has actually been intimidated by me. Because isn't that what the Bible said? The Bible said, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. Why was the city locked up? They were scared. They're, they're hiding inside going, oh, we don't want these people to get in here and, 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 and take from us. We, don't, we, we know we're gonna get destroyed. This, this is the God of Israel watches over them. Like we, We're terrified, so they're scared. And see, sometimes the very thing that you have been afraid of is afraid of you. So what does the enemy do is he'll put something between you and that promise that'll block your perspective, to make you see things a little bit differently. So what do we gotta do? We gotta raise our perspective. We gotta worship our God. We gotta get in the scriptures. We gotta stop getting in, in places that'll lower our perspective. We gotta get out of the news. We gotta get out of the political talk. We gotta get out of all of the negativity. We gotta get out of the stuff that's gonna bring us down. But we gotta get to a place where he brings us higher and he elevates us and he lifts us up so that we're looking over those very things that we were once so bothered by. And we see that Joshua 6, 1 again says, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Verse two, then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Now, if you really slow down and look at these two verses, these two verses don't go together at all. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm some theologian or anything, but I, as you read this, as you slow down and, and look at it, you're like, these don't make sense together. See, my problem with verse two is verse one. Because, because verse one says, now the gates are closed up. It's walled up, the gates are closed, it's barred, right? Verse two, God says, see, I've delivered it into your hand. That doesn't make any sense. So, well, first off, side note, only God can speak to you in past tense about a battle that you haven't even fought yet. Don't you love that you serve a God who is already in tomorrow and he has already rescued your marriage and he has already given you that promise and that dream and he has already brought your business out of the red and brought it into the black where you are prospering. So, so only God can tell you, look what I've already done for you. But, in, but this is my problem with it is, is imagine being Joshua for a minute, looking at it going, there's huge walls we can't get in, it's barred up, it's gate. This is an impossible situation. God's like, look, you won. No, see, because God, if you look, there's, there's gates there and there's walls there. And it's just like, see, I've, I've given it 
into your hand. And I wonder, have you ever felt like what you see in your life doesn't match up with what God has spoken to your heart? That you look into different areas of your life where you feel like God's speaking into your heart victory and yet what you feel is defeat. He's spoken into your life health and yet what you feel is sickness. He's spoken to you to encourage another person and yet you feel like you need encouragement yourself, that, that you're discouraged. Maybe he's, he's led some of you to give something away and yet you feel like you have need yourself. There's some of you in this room, you feel like God's been talking to you about trusting him with your finances and tithing and yet you're feeling like, 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 like I'm hearing that in my heart but then God, I have my own needs and I'm barely making ends meet. Have you ever gone through a season where your reality doesn't look like what God is telling you? I mean, we're in church, we're not supposed to say that, we're not supposed to act that way, we act like, no, everything's good, God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. And we walk around with fake smiles on our faces because we feel discouraged because our perspective is blocked. Our perspective is blocked in a way where I'm going, God is speaking to me that, that my kids are gonna follow him and love him and yet I keep getting calls from their teachers and I keep getting all these different issues and I'm having problems like now and, and God is speaking to me about these different and it doesn't match up and it brings all this sort of discouragement and this is the situation from jo- for Joshua. His perspective was blocked and that's why we've got to make a, a, a concerted effort. We have got to be intentional about every week we are going to get to a place where we lift our perspective to see over what the enemy is trying to wall up. So we have got to be in our Bible and we have got to be worshiping our God and we have got to be making a commitment to come together every week on a Sunday and, and congratulations to every person in this room. I wanna encourage those of you on the, in, online right now. We are so glad you're welcome with us right now and we thank you so much for being online with us and we want this to be an encouragement to you but you also need to come and join together with other people and, and, and so we can encourage one another. The, the church is the ecclesia, which means the assembly. We assemble together, and that lifts your perspective because the enemy is going to continue to try to put things in your way that blocks your perspective. And if you leave those things in your way, it can make you want to give up. The second thing we pull from this scripture of why people give up, number one is our perspective gets blocked. The second reason people give up is our progress isn't always obvious. Our progress isn't always obvious, right? So God's like, listen, for six days you're gonna march and then the seventh day is gonna be awesome, right? But Joshua calls the people together, verse six, and says, so Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have the seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. And when Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets and the ark of the covenant followed them. So now they're making progress, right? It feels good to make some progress. Even to just get up and make your bed in the morning, feeling like you got something done, as if I've ever gotten up and made my bed in the morning. But feel like you got something done, like you wanna see progress happen sometimes, right? Because it encourages you to keep going. And it says the armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard followed the ark. All the time the trumpets were sounding, 
But Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voice, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once, then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, the priest took the ark of the Lord, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets, and the armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on, uh, so on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Now guys, I want us to get all up in this story for a minute, okay? I want us to feel what it would have felt like to be one of the Israelites who was, who was getting ready for battle, getting ready to go, to go take the land. Like, we're gonna go to war. I've got my sword sharpened, it's in its sheath. I've got my shield, I got my war cry, I got my war paint on my face. I am ready to go to battle right now. And just like we would imagine our military right now, as they get into the mindset of going, I'm going to go into one of the most difficult things I've ever faced in my life, they pumped them themselves up. They strengthened themselves in the Lord and they were ready to go in the, they were ready to go wage war on a city and they went for a walk. See, they thought they were going to march into battle and draw their swords and, and fight and, and there was going to be some victories and there was going to be some losses, but ultimately they were going to win, but but God's like, "All right, you guys ready? Let's go for a walk." Now, if I were God, I know that is like the <laughs> that's like the most terrifying thought in the history of humanity right there. I, I don't want to be God. Um, but if I were God, you would think like I would want to encourage the people of Israel. So like I would want to show them that they were making some progress. So, so like at the end of every day, like like maybe there'd be some cracks in the walls. Like you walk around and the walls crack a little bit. Or maybe the wall, like one lap around, the wall just like goes down by like a level of bricks or something. You guys remember Tetris? That's what I'm talking about. Like you even get like some special like and then the walls disappear, like, like, dude, it drops down a little bit. You're like, we're making progress here, right? Making progress. But, but that's not what happened for them. They, they didn't see this because the, the Bible says that they marched every day and then they returned to the camp. Now think about what this must have been like. It's like, you're leaving for war and you, you come marching back home and your wife is waiting outside the tent for you and she's like, oh, honey, honey, how did it go today? Did you kill a lot of people? Did you, was it like good in there? Is there like lots of cool stuff? Like are we gonna plunder the city? Is it gonna be amazing? Where are we gonna live? Is, it like, is there big houses and stuff like that? You know, tell me, mighty warrior, like how did it go? How did it go? Did you do good? And you're like, so what happened was, um, I think, um, you know, babe, we were just kinda, I think, I think what's happened is Josh was like, like getting us acclimated to the environment, right? So like maybe this is like, think of it like spring training. We like, we, we, we just, we, we went for a <coughs> walk today. She's like, what? You, I got, I, I, I cooked you a lunch to take with you today because you were going into battle and you're going for a battle and you're gonna go win some things and you did what today? And you're like, we just, you just, just a walk, I think. I think he just wants us to be loose and stretched out for like, you know, I mean, we gotta, we gotta go in there like, like ready to go. So then day two, you come home 
He's like, babe, tell me how it went. How many, how, did, you, did you kill him? Did, can we go in? Can we take the land now? He's like, so what happened was, and guys, this goes on for six days. Could you imagine by the day like four or five, like people gotta be like whispering to each other like, I think Joshua's lost his flipping mind. This guy's nuts. He's having us going for a walk. I, I didn't sign up to go for a walk, like, but he won't even let us talk. He, he told us we got to keep our mouth shut. We can't even say a word. So no one can even say anything about the fact that all we're doing is going for a walk. I didn't sign up. What's with the stinking trumpets? I didn't sign up for the marching band. I want to use my sword, man. But he says, get up and advance and march and keep your mouth shut. So they got up every day and walked. Every day they walked. Now that was the command that Joshua gave the Israelites. I want you to advance, march, and keep your mouth shut, and I will tell you when you're there. I want you to advance, March and keep your mouth shut and I will tell you when you're there. This brings us to the third point. They are marching because if you think about it, we just read, and maybe you missed this, we just read, God said that on the seventh day they would take victory over the city. But Joshua does not tell the Israelites on the seventh day they would have victory. He just says, I want you to advance. I want you to march and I'm gonna tell you when we get there. It's like kids in the back of the car, are we there yet? Guys, we will get there when we get there. Your job right now is to keep your mouth shut. Why, why is it that you think that this was such a command to keep your mouth shut? Guys, I think this is important for us to understand is the reason why the Israelites weren't able to take possession of the land in the first place 40 years earlier when they first got to the promised land is because what was coming out of their mouths. So, they're getting there and they're like, oh, these giants are too big. They're gonna kill us. They're gonna take us down. And they were speaking against God's plan for their life with their own mouth. And their own mouth became their own worst enemy and caused the entire generation of people to have to wander and miss out on the promises of God because they had their mouths open. So, so here we got Joshua saying, just keep your mouth shut and keep walking. But it's hard to do when the process is open-ended. How long do we have to do this? Because it'd be easy if I know like how long I have to keep it up. Like I didn't used to like running. I'm starting to like not hate it so much anymore. But I, I can remember there'd be times when Omni said go on a run with me. And, and at first I would just agree to it. And I'd be like okay because I'm thinking we're going on a run. Like a good 100 yards, 200 yards. I'll break a good sweat. We'll break for the day and get a burrito, right? It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, but... But we'd go out and we'd be running. I'm like, how long are we going to run? She's like, I don't know, just for a while. I'm like, well, how long is a while? I'm dying over here. So now, and like this happened years ago, but even now, like she'll say, you want to go on a run? And first, before I say yes, I have a question I'm going to ask. How long is this going to take? <laughs> that is an important question to ask when someone wants to ask you to go on a run. Are we talking like a 100-meter sprint, or are we talking like a five-mile run? Because uh, to one of those, I might say yes. The other one's an absolute no. <laughs> but if I know how long it's going to be, if there's a countdown clock, if she's like, we're gonna do a 20 minute run, I can do 20 minutes. 
Man, I can do anything for 20 minutes. I'm ready to rock. Like, I, I got this. I can do 20 minutes. What if there was a countdown clock on the promises of God for your life? What, what if? You know, what if God said, yeah, I'm gonna bring you your spouse and you're gonna meet them in two years. I just need you to stay pure. You'd be like, two years, I got this. Man, it's gonna be awesome. I got, I got two, I'll raise you three years. It's the number of the Trinity. That's so churchy. I don't even know where that came from. Just forget that. Edit that offline. That was dumb. But it's like, I could do anything if I just know how long do I have to do this? And if, what if they were marching and they all knew that this is seven days? Like, guys, just three more days of this and then we're going to take the land. Just two more days of this and we're going to take the land. You can do anything if you know how long you have to endure it. And it is so interesting because we find ourselves sometimes wanting to quit in life because the process of the dreams that we have in our lives is open-ended and we don't know how long is it going to take because God doesn't tell us. How long is it going to take before I'm healed and my health is better? He doesn't tell us. He says, I want you to advance. I want you to march. And I want you to keep your mouth shut. Well, how long is it going to take before my marriage is healed? I want you to advance and I want you to march and I want you to keep your mouth shut. Well, well, how long before I'm going to be able to afford to start this business? I want you to advance. I want you to march. And I want you to keep your mouth shut. And it's difficult and we sometimes don't persevere and we sometimes are tempted to give up because the results aren't immediate. And man, I wish they were. But everyone, think about this. Why is it that the results aren't immediate? Because if the results were immediate, everyone would be successful. If you just could eat a piece of broccoli and get abs, you know, I'd be like popping bro broccoli, right? I'd be snorting cauliflower, like bring it on, right? I'd just bring it. But... But it's open-ended. It's open-ended. So we want to give up because we don't know how much more time do we have. I want to ask you, would you stand to your feet with me? We're in this service a little different, but first got to ask you, how many of you like NASCAR? Anyone watch NASCAR here? Yeah, me neither. Sorry that I set you up over there. I've never been into watching people drive in circles. It just, but anyways, NASCAR, though, they have something on the screen and, and the drivers know there's a countdown, how many laps are left. And the drivers need to know because they need to know how they should pace themselves in order to be able to be successful in the race. And there's not a countdown clock on the blessings of God in your life. See, there's no one out there waving the flag saying this is the last lap. Just keep it up. Just get up again and keep walking again. Just keep going because he's going to give you the victory today. There, there, there's not that. So I wonder, and this is the question I hope sinks deep into your heart. I wonder how many of us have given up on our marriages and have given up on our dreams. And I wonder how many of us have given up on our health and we were on the last lap, and we didn't even know it. 
I wonder how many of us are, we're right there on the verge of the breakthrough that God has been telling you he's going to give you that peace and that joy that you're going to bear fruit and it was budding in your life but you gave up because you didn't even know that you were on the last lap. So I'm here to tell you church, don't give up. Don't quit now. You're closer than you think you are and you've got to just keep getting up every day and advancing and marching and keeping your mouth shut and doing what he wants you to do. And this is what I wanna encourage our church is to get up every day and walk every day like it's your last lap because one day it will be. Because we serve a God that when he makes us a promise that we're gonna win a battle, we know that our God is the God who's never lost a battle. So I wanna end this service worshiping our God and let's sing and praise and worship the God who never loses a battle.
was happening while you were praising, your praise would be a little louder. If you only knew what God was up to while you were just praising, you would shout a little louder. Because when you are praising, our God is working on your behalf. And we serve a God who never loses a battle, but we also serve a God who never wastes a battle. What that means is as the Israelites were marching, we see that on the seventh day, the Bible says he finally gave them the victory over that battle. In those walls, they fell. They fell in such a way that some scholars believe they created ramps down into the city. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say the very thing that was designed to keep you out of the promises of God is the very thing God is going to use as the bridge to get you into where he wants you and to get you into the promise. So it's not a wall as much as it's a bridge to your destiny. It's a bridge to your dreams. It's a bridge to your hope. Because our God never loses a battle. He never loses a battle. He never loses a battle. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us here at the church at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. 
We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.